Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. We're actually going to go to nine. Please go to nine. I guess that's a, I think I crossed my spinal tap and Ferris Bueller references there, but it's early Monday morning. I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host of this podcast. Usually we combine our chat with Jason Lockenfora, CBS Sports NFL Insider, but combine it with the Monday Night Football Preview, but we're going to do a trade deadline special with JLC right now. JLC, what's happening, buddy? What's up, bud? Oh, not much. Just another week of football in the books. I guess we're like kind of getting close to halfway done with the season. Feels kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting there, man. Um, you know, the haves and the have-nots certainly have, I think, separated. There's still a big pack of teams muddled in the middle, but you know that's parity. I mean, you're you're always going to have a certain degree of that. But the teams who um, you know look like they are ready to win a Super Bowl right now. And the teams who don't look like they're ready to win a football game for a long, long time, uh, we can identify them. Uh, and, you know, I, again, I made this point early in the season, and I think it's holding true. It's it's, it's kind of like baseball now, where you had a record number of 100-win teams and a record number of 100-loss teams. Um, that's that's the NFL right now, too. Yeah. Well, it's actually perfect for a trade deadline segue um, because you have teams like the Patriots at 8-0, or like the 49ers at 7-0. You know, the Saints are 7-1, the Packers are 7-1. We have a ton of really good teams. And then at the bottom, we have these teams like the Bengals, who are 0-8, and the Redskins, who are are now uh, 1-7 with their only win over the Dolphins, who are also winless. But the Bengals and the Redskins, according to everything you hear, and I think you wrote about this on Sunday morning, um, they talked about it on the NFL today, which you can watch on CBS, of course, uh, that um, these teams who stink don't want to trade their good players. Now, they don't even want to have meaningful conversations about it, which is it's really kind of starting to irk, you know, professional football organizations. You know, I mean, general managers who are actually trying to make their teams better and at the same time help the Washington Redskins. I mean, yeah. Like, nobody's trying to get Trent Williams for a sixth-round pick. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what's going on here. It's like, you know, a one and another high pick and something else they're throwing at them, and they won't even engage in, you know, oh, well, let's. what about this? Or we like this guy off your roster or whatever. It's just like, nah, we're good. So you know what like, I mean? And with the Bengals, it's like, why, are you, why does everybody keep calling us? Like, it's almost like, you know what I mean? It's like. This is so strange. Like, you're the 10th GM to call me today. Like, you know what I mean? It, 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 it's almost like, you know, it, it strains incredulity. It's it's like, dude, you're not winning a game with these guys, you know? And you're not going to win many next year with them when they're a year older. And you got a 30-year-old head coach who doesn't have an offensive line. Like, how you, how are you going to address that? It, it's, it's wild, man. Like, I don't um... – you know, like, you know, you're fantasy football leagues with people, and sometimes you'll offer a trade, and it will just go – you just won't get a response to it. And you're like, well, I mean, I guess this guy isn't interested in 
you know, trying to shake things up and make things better. Like he's just checked out. The Redskins are just, they're like, no, we don't. I mean, Trent Williams is not playing for them and will not play for them. And well, refusing yeah, with the, with, with the Redskins, it's just, it's just personal and petty with, so, with so Trent Williams. So okay. it's like, that's just, um, it's not like they haven't made trades. I mean, I, they've made a lot of trades. It's not like Dan Snyder's opposed to it. I think he actually kind of enjoys it. The problem is they're at war with Trent Williams, and, and rather than have traded him before the draft or traded him at any point, they just seem to want to win somehow this unwinnable death stare with him. And so while that's going on, they're reluctant to do other things like trade Ryan Kerrigan, you know what I mean, who's been so good for them for so long and been a beacon of sort of positivity and hope amid that chaos. And do the, then I want to do the right thing by him because then it makes the Trent Williams thing look even more not about football and petty and, you know, petulant. With, with Mike Brown, it's like he doesn't believe in football trades. You know what I mean? It's like a philosophical thing, it's, it, which, which makes no sense either. But there's sort of different degrees of frustration among other teams. You know, some teams I checked in with over the weekend are like, I'm just I'm done calling those teams. Like, I'm done playing the charade. You know, others are like deadline spur action. You know what I mean? We'll we'll fling some stuff their way Tuesday and see if they've seen the light. Um, so like, for but instance, it, it has a trickle down effect. You know what I mean? Like if 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 Washington would just do the right thing and take John Dorsey's you know bevy of draft picks for Trent Williams, then Dorsey trades Greg Robinson maybe to New England. You know what I mean? Who maybe he's better than what they have. Maybe he's not, but it's at least another body who could play tackle given you know what's going on there. Um, and then maybe there's somebody on New England's roster who then they would then ship, you know what I mean, somewhere else. So it, it's it's clogging things up when they should be the main sort of roads and arteries to trades around the league. So, like, for instance, with the Bengals, I mean, they have A.J. Green. He's a borderline Hall of Fame wide receiver. And this is the final year of his contract. Yes. He will be an unrestricted free agent after after 2019. They have not, as far as he, I am he's aware. played zero games in Zach Taylor's system. Has never played in the system. Is coming back from. He's not an, signing there. Is not resigning there. He's not going to sign there. No. Why the hell would they not get something for him? I know he's a lifetime Bengal, and I know he's talked with um, Paul Diener of the Athletic about how you know Larry Fitzgerald played for the Cardinals, and he understands how that helps his legacy and all that. I mean, there's no way he's going to sign back with the Bengals, right? Well, I mean, Larry. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald has like one NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year awards, and he's at least been to a Super Bowl. Right. I mean, AJ's never won a playoff game. No. Well, I mean, Andy Dalton, same thing. I mean, you're telling me that the – I mean, I, I don't know that the Bears would do it right now, but, like, Andy Dalton has one year left on his deal. You're telling me that somebody wouldn't give up something for Andy Dalton to try and improve their quarterback situation? they would. And they like the kid. They really like the kid they took at NC. Like, they really like that quarterback from NC State. Yeah. Like, he's going to play at some point. Now, it's going to be hard to evaluate him when you literally don't have an offensive line. But no, I mean, the, the only guy the GMs I'm talking to think could be dealt is Cordy Glenn because that's become personal, right? That's They're having their blood feud over his um, medical conditions and the handling of his concussions. And there's so many teams desperate for help at tackle that um, maybe they move him. But, I mean, well, I mean, I've been reporting on this since September. I mean, they started getting calls when they were at 0-4. And, and it's not just the most obvious people like A.J. Green. It's Tyler Eifert. It's Carlos Dunlap, it's Geno Atkins, it's Drake Kirkpatrick. I mean, none of those dudes will be playing football. I mean, Eifert's up at the end of the year. I don't see he, – he can't if he, if he does stay healthy this year, I don't see him re-signing 
with an 0-16 team. You know, Geno Atkins has a couple of team-friendly years left on his deal. I got news for you. He'll never play in another meaningful game for the Cincinnati Bengals. They, they are not an off-season away from being remotely viable. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, what, what uh, about, they think what, Dunlop's got one year left on his deal. Now would be the absolute perfect time to trade him. They're, they're not even they're, – they're, again, teams – like, GM's like, I, I'm, I almost want to punch myself in the face for calling them again because what, it's I mean, literally, what, you know what I mean, an exercise in futility. What about even a guy like William Jackson who has one year left on his rookie contract? Well, it's either one. I think they'd rather trade – well, I, I take that back. They don't want to trade anybody. You're getting People, a first-round pick for William Jackson at least. Yeah, but do the, would, would it make more sense for them to trade Kirkpatrick, who's already making all that money? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Trade both of them. Either one of the like one of the corners they could absolutely trade and get really good value for. No doubt about it. But again, we're applying logic. Like if you you know if you, which is what all these other teams did when they sat there in September and said, "Wait a minute, there's like a, five teams right now that let's be real aren't going anywhere, and who might be motivated to do something sooner rather than later?" Well, Mike Brown never makes football trades. But Mike Brown probably maybe wouldn't mind saving twenty odd million dollars this year and getting a bunch of cheap draft picks because that's the only way he's going to ever be able to dig out of this hole. So yeah, they sat down with their cap guys and they print out the roster and the contracts and, and like, oh man, okay, him, 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 him. If I was running that team, they'd be gone in the next you know five weeks. Well, yeah. well, we'll see. Okay, so I mean, I guess just. They're just not. Gonna, they're ruining the fun of the trade deadline. Well, they're 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 also they're they're instead of expediting their ability to dig out of this hole, they're prolonging it. Yeah. Okay, let's be real. Who who are the Cincinnati Bengals signing in free agency this offseason? Nobody. And there's all these other bad teams that have infinitely more draft capital than they do. Yep. And so it, maybe they take a quarterback in the top five and, and then obviously trade Andy Dalton. But I don't know that that's going to solve their problems given that offensive line. I mean, how many offensive, how many starting offensive linemen are they going to be able to draft next year with the draft capital they have right now? Not five. Right. I mean, they, they, need, mean, they need damn near five. Because I don't even know if you can count on the, 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 the center anymore. You know what I mean? Price. Like, I don't know exactly what he is. He's been hurt so much. And is he a guard? Is he a center? Like, ah, I don't know. You could take you could take all the players that they have, like AJ Green, Andy Dalton, William Jackson, Dre Kirkpatrick, all you know, Cordy Glenn. You deal those guys, you're gonna come into the season with like No, they five would leapfrog picks. they could leapfrog Miami if they did this the right way. You could come into the you could come into the all season with five picks in the top seventy five you know, like you would have, you could be loaded to bear to go in and, and have a great draft and reboot your franchise, and they're just sitting around holding on to these veterans. It's very, it's very, very bizarre. Um, the the Dolphins not holding on to their veterans. They are uh, apparently trading Kenyon Drake. He didn't travel with. Uh, I'm actually playing two teams this week in fantasy. Who started Kenyon Drake? Good for me. He's not. He did travel with the Dolphins to Pittsburgh to play uh, the Steelers on Monday night, uh, presumably because he's being traded. Yeah. Um, do we any uh, any? No, I don't even know that it's consummated yet. But they have decided that you know what I mean. He's the last guy out, and right. so why even risk it? And look, yeah, we're doing. I mean, is it going to be a fifth round pick? Is it going to be a five that could move to a four based on production? Like, no one thinks it's a home run by any stretch. But at this point, why not just protect the end? Like, what good is it? You know what I mean? Like, like the, whatever the fifty-five total yards he might provide to the Miami Dolphins' calls. You know what I mean? And <laughs> 
in a in this horrific, meaningless game in the middle of the sea of a of a season that's all about next season. Why even risk it? You know what I mean? Like yeah, why? I, even? I mean, he has like, two thousand four hundred sixty eight yards from scrimmage in his four year career. The Dolphins yeah. never play him. He's actually pretty yeah. good when they do play him. Um, but yeah, I mean they're zero and six. But I mean it's it's yeah. I mean this is worth, this is not this is not going to be a blockbuster. I mean, but this is going to be. We will take somebody's fifth round pick for him on Tuesday, but let's just get through this game. We're we're pulling Kenyon Drake out of this game, and then on Tuesday we'll take the highest pick that someone. Yeah, has. we'll see where, where yeah we'll see where where it is. Yeah. And Kenyon Drake uh, in the final year of his deal, I guess his rookie contract is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very exciting. Um, who are going to be the buyers? Who should the we game be? changer? Yeah, you know. um, you can see him like going to the Patriots and catching like twelve passes in the AFC Championship game or something. Though, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, though the Patriots will. I mean, I I feel like that is one position that they're probably okay in. I mean, not yeah. that Sony Michelle's running the ball very well, but they but they have James White and Rex right White. Burkhead still kicking around there. I know he's been a little beat up, but yeah, yeah. Um, who uh, who do you expect to be an aggressive buyer? Out there, if there, if, if uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the Eagles are ha- heavily motivated. The Saints are heavily motivated. Um, the Patriots might not be able to make a blockbuster, but they they want to fortify tight end and offensive line. Um, you know, the Chiefs would love to add a corner. They've been in on all this stuff, haven't been able to land Fitzpatrick or uh, or Jalen Ramsey, but but they've certainly been in that mix and. You know whether they they come away with a Chris Harris or a, a, a you know Des Trufant or something like that. I I do believe they'll make a move to to try to help mm. that defense. Um, John Dorsey's been trying like hell to get Trent Williams for a while. You know I started reporting last week that I, I was I heard Nate Solder was the sort of fallback plan there. I do think the Giants will make some moves. Um, I don't know. You know, Janoris Jenkins, another corner that somebody could pick up. I don't know how much value they're going to get for him at this stage of his career and with the money he makes. Uh, but that's, you know, that's a possibility. Um, I'm trying to think of who else I'm missing. Um, and Jack Jacksonville is trying to add. And, yeah, I mean, they're 4-4. Four four. Like, I get it. Minshew's playing. I mean, Minshew's really playing well. I mean, that kid every week impresses me. And, they you know, they've got all this. Ramsey. Yeah, they got all that draft capital, so it's like, well, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Let's we we can afford to move something else to try to get a Robbie Anderson or something like that. Somebody who they think, you know, can add an element to that offense. Um, yeah. So Robbie, or let's let's talk about some guys who are on the block then. Uh, Robbie Anderson. Uh, who who could you see making a play for him? Clearly, the Jets now at this point. I mean. They just have nobody to trade. I mean, look at their – I mean, unless they want to start trading Jamal Adams of the world, which, you know what I mean, doesn't make much sense. Nah. I mean, Williams, they've already Robbie traded Hibbs. a bunch of their own blown draft picks under the old regime, mm. and you look at the salaries. He's like Leonard Williams, I mean, I, I talked to three GMs who, who want to upgrade their, their D-line um, last week, and they're like, nah, man, I don't want him for $7 million, much less $14 million. You know, it's just like, eh. Right, and with Leonard Williams, you're talking about a 20. I mean, he's still very young, 25 year old who's making 14 million on his fifth year option. So if you trade him, and presumably the Jets will want something, they need some money to trade him. But I, yeah, it's just there's, so it's I got, don't see a lot of teams. If you want to keep him, right. the guys I'm talking to would much rather try to pry a Geno Atkins away. Um, they're much more focused on Derek Wolf um, with Denver. Um, you know, Carlos Dunlap. Uh, they don't really. Nobody wants Vic Beasley either, even even if Atlanta eats a lot of that money. 
Um, so, but yeah, I mean, there's there's not there's not a ton of options. That's why if Denver really wanted to shake it up, like just they should float Von Miller. Wow, especially with think? the with the Bengals, you know, with their heads in the sand. What do you think? Teams have already been calling them for weeks about you know Sanders and Wolf and and Chris Harris, who you got to trade them. I mean, Harris and Wolf are not resigning there. You know what I mean? Right. They're thirty plus years old. You pending, you know, unrestricted free agents who won't be resigning there. Like that's a no brainer. But like if if that that offense being that morbid, like if you really want to give Drew Locke a fighting chance, and he needs, you know, a guard, a tackle, <laughs> maybe two tackles. Uh, you know, a couple of wide receivers, then Von Miller is a guy would, you know what I mean? He, especially with there being so little real pass rush out there. Von Miller still playing at a high level, but he is 30 years old now. Yeah. Has a club option in 2020. Two, two, two team options at 18 million a year. Yep. Which is not an unreasonable amount for him over the next two years, right? I mean, it, it's no, I mean, but it's hard for a lot of teams to take on now from a cap perspective. You know what I mean? There's only so much gymnastics you could do right now. Yeah. Um, you they, know what I mean? In terms of the money you'd have to take on and the cap you'd have to take on right now. But now would be absolutely positively the time to market him. And he would, would be very open to it. Would he get one one, two ones, a three? I mean, I think a one and a three. Okay. All right. I mean, you know. Maybe a one and a two. At this stage of his career, I don't know about two ones, even with right. that becoming a thing lately. Um, but they need – I mean, they, they, they need volume. And, you know, and the defense is, is still really, really good. But, again, it's getting long in the tooth, and you already know Wolf is gone. Harris is gone. You know, if you keep Vaughn, Vaughn's a year older. Chubb's coming off a season-long injury. Uh, you, you know. The defense isn't going to be good next year. Like, it's probably not going to be – or it could be good, but it's not going to be great. It's not going to be transcendent enough to make the – you know what I mean? To make them remotely viable because the offense is is a complete reboot. So it's a good thing they hired Vic Fangio, a defensive-minded coach, before all these defensive guys leave. It's almost like John Elway doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, they got they got issues there. Um, uh, but I do think they're much closer to understanding the totality – of their situation than some of these other teams are. The problem is Denver was pretty much in the same spot a year ago when, when they could have gotten more for all these guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so they got a, a three and a four for Sanders. Well, imagine what you would have got for him with a year, you know, with a year and a half left on his contract instead of, you know, eight games. Yeah, for sure. I mean, do you think it matters at all that, like, they're somehow just three games out of the wild card race? Like, I mean, do they – no, because they got to turn it over to Locke at some point, and that's going to be tough. I mean, yeah. I, no. They're... I just wonder, like, I could, I mean, like, as someone who picked the Broncos to win the division, like a moron, um, but, like, if you're, I mean, I, I could just see them talking themselves into it, like, okay, we should have beaten the Bears, we should have beaten the Jaguars, we should have beaten the Colts. We should be 5-3 and three right now, heading into the Browns game in Week 9, and... I mean, like, and in first place in the division. Like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that that's not the vibe that was coming out of that locker room yesterday. And I I, yeah. I don't think – I mean, Elway knows. I mean, uh, in, when people were calling him in week four, they were getting a very different vibe for him from him then than they ever got from him last year. Mm, okay, all right. So, so even then he was like, I hear you. I'm probably ready to play ball, 
let me look at this for two more weeks. And then, you know, they won a game and then I think won another one. They won two and then lost. The and then they got humiliated by the Chiefs. Yeah. And then they, you know, couldn't do anything on offense, looked scared of their own shadow again Sunday. And, I mean, they're two and six, man. I mean. All right, who – who should trade for Chris Harris? Cause I mean, I mean, this is a guy who can travel in the slot, one of the best young, I mean, not, he's not young anymore, but one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Um, obviously cheap deal until you got to resign him if you want to. Uh, where could you see him going? Is there a, somebody who do you think needs corner, like maybe Philadelphia? I mean, Philadelphia's gotten some guys back the last couple of weeks, but it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you know, I, the, the Chiefs for sure, especially with Fuller getting dinged up now. I mean, I, I know he was there before. They probably don't love him. He's not everybody's cup of tea, but he can play, he can play some ball. Um, dare I say this? The Texans. I mean, they're they're how, how, they're down to like three corners again. Well, and they, no JJ Watt for the rest of the year, and clearly they ain't worried about draft picks. So do you yeah, they're so all in, they almost don't you feel like they almost have to like quadruple down now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, is there any chance Bill O'Brien's like, listen, Elway, we do trades all the time. Give me Chris Harris and Derek Wolf. I need a corner, I need a defensive lineman. Let's go. Yeah, I I, I mean they why I don't I mean, why not? They're at the point they're at the point of no return anyway. Um yeah. but good thing they got Parkevius Mingo, because now we get to see him in all his glory. And Gary and Conley, who uh, made me look stupid because I tweeted out that he got burnt, and then he made the game-saving pass deflection against yeah. the Raiders. So good job yeah. by you, John Gruden, trading him to the team that would beat you the next week. Smart of you. But you, you look at the, at the situation there with them being down to three yesterday, um, and it's almost like why, why, why not at this point? Um, yeah, you know, and and now uh, a lot of this will be too. This. Like you know, oh. it'll be the money, and well. You know what? What would it be? What would it cost to get Jenkins? And how much is he making? What would it cost to get Des Trufant? What do we think of him? You know how much of his poor play is the fact that every all eleven guys on defense, you know, there. Well, I should say like ten. Everybody other than Grady Jarrett pretty much stinks every week there. Anyway, you know what I mean. So is that just sort of part of that stink on everything? And they're down early so often that like, you know what I mean? It, it's just kind of a wash. Or is you know, or is he a guy who isn't that good? But they love their own guy, so they'll pay him. As, you know, they'll make him, they'll make him a top five in his position, whether he's worthy of it or not, because that's just what they do. Uh, um, so you so, got to kind of sort all that out. You know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, Chris Harris is a pure rental, but so there the, will be corners moved. The um, it appears that we know where Kenyon Drake is going to go now. Okay. The what well, happened live while we're talking? Um, the Arizona Cardinals. Didn't okay. see that coming. Well, they were out of running backs, so. Yeah, I guess so. Chase Edmonds hurt. And they're playing the on a Thursday night. they got to come around and play Thursday night. David Johnson won't be ready for that game. So. No. Um, it is a little weird, that uh, team that is 3-4-1. Uh, and one. I guess technically not out of the playoff hunt. Well, yeah. Well, we didn't mention the, the defensive back who would fetch the most in return, but this mm-hmm. is another one where it doesn't really seem to be about footballs or, the, or, or really assessing our long-term vision. Pat it's more – it's more about we love Patrick and the owner loves Patrick and Patrick's our leader. And it's like, okay, well, Patrick will be a year older next year and he'll be in the final year of his deal. And again, there ain't going to be an extension there either. So, okay. Mm. Like he might help you get to eight and eight next year, like, or, you know, nine and seven maybe, but like then you're drafting his replacement. 
Yeah, it is odd that the Cardinals seem to have this like legacy idea. It's like you're the Cardinals, guys. Just trade the just trade the pick. Yeah, <laughs> just trade the player. Yeah, move on. Like Pat, Patrick Peterson's been there like eight, like seven years. I mean, big deal. And I get it. I mean, if Larry ever went to them any of these last three years and said, "Hey, you know what? I'd like to try to win something somewhere else," I I think they would have accommodated him. But he's never gone there, and they've never, you know, broached it. And so it is, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. But they're, look, they're they're not a they're not a terrible football team. They are certainly much improved from a year ago. But you look at that division, and if you're realistic about where you are and where you'll be in November of 2020, now is the time to and and with pe- teams throwing around multiple, you know, high I won't say multiple ones in his case, but you know, the ability to get a one and a two is by no means out of the question. Yeah, and. You just had to play, you know, the the six sixteenths of your schedule without him because he was suspended. I don't know, man. To me, that would be a no brainer. Yeah, I but. almost wonder if they're in a, a a feeling in that building where they need to win as many games this year as they can to make sure that everybody's keeps Which their jobs. Is fine, but I'm yeah. just saying, as a as someone whose job is to be the long term steward of the organization and not think like a coach Sunday to Sunday. But I think you're right. Yeah, there's that, and then you know the owner really loves the guy. So are you going to sit down and have an uncomfortable hour long discussion with the owner that reveals your complicity in them getting to the point where you know you're giving Josh Rosen away? You know what I mean? And you find yourselves in that six month death spiral that the Cardinals were in from like the middle of last season through the draft, um, and say, look, we're, Kyler's awesome, and you know we're going to look really smart for that, but like we're in a really tough division. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. We're still we're still limited, and boy, things really bogged down in the red zone, right? Because I'm not sure all those pass catchers we we drafted last year are going to be the guy. So we we you know now would be the time to trade Patrick. Yeah, I, but that I, you're I, right. That's not the vibe there. Yeah, I would bet that they don't do it for the various reasons that we just laid out. Vic, uh, so Vic Beasley unlikely to be traded. Devontae Parker. Well, no, I, I think the Vic Beasley could get traded. Oh, okay, they're going to have to eat a lot of the money, and nobody's making that deal thinking. We got Dick Beasley. It's like I couldn't get anything else, and they ate enough of the money. You know what I mean? So we'll just see. Maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe we put him in a scheme where he picks up a couple of sacks down the road that help seal a game late. But uh, nobody's going to be like, man, I can't wait to bring this guy into my locker room. Like It's 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 like the last resort hotel. You know what I mean? Is, um, is Dan Quinn the coach of the Falcons when they kick off in week nine? I guess. don't think so, but I don't know. My hunch is that my hunch is that no. Okay. Quite a quite a quite a collection there in the brain thrust. They got they got Phil Emery and Rustin Webster. That's mm. okay. That's I think <laughs> all that, right. Like oh okay. Uh, I I'm think sh- that Arthur Blank actually said something to that effect last he night. Did. the podcast. He said like we've got four former GMs in there. Yeah, and lots yeah. of former Rich, head Rich McKay. Like oh. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he moved out of football operations for a reason. Like, okay. Like, is it, is right. he thinking about just nuke button and everything's out of there? Like, just clean the whole thing out? I, Not on the He's bike. also in the past used outside consultants, who I, I think he may be doing again. And I'm, some of them would be like, dude, you can't do this, you know, half butted. Yeah. You got to blow like, it all. It's time. Like, yeah, you're, 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 the contracts, you, it, it's systemic. You're, the bad contracts, bad scouting, bad player development, 
and a team that, as much as they might love Dan Quinn, I mean, they've been outscored by 94 points in the first half of games. Yeah, they're bad. And we're not even into November yet. Like, come on, these games are over before they start. So if they love them, they got a strange way of showing it. So, yeah, yeah um, I'd say it's across the board. Now, will he do all that in, during this bye week? I don't think he'll do all that. But the die is cast. I mean, there's going to be massive changes there in 2020. Okay. A uh, couple other big names. Any chance Melvin Gordon is traded? Probably not. Sure, there is. Again, though, like, eh. yeah, you know, he was he was available in trade for months and nothing happened, and he hasn't been good since he's come back. So I don't, I don't think there'd be a whole lot for him. And at the end of the day, it's like, well, what are we gonna, you know, do we need a fifth? I do think the Chargers, though, are a team that is. I mean, they won that game yesterday because of Trubisky and because of Nagy and because of Pinero. They get a they're W, but they didn't win the game. There, there, that was woefully unimpressive. I know you're a big Philip Rivers guy. I'm out on the Chargers. I'm out on the Chargers. But I'm just saying, like, I don't even like they. They, I think, need to draft a quarterback. I mean, he's he, these slow starts seem to be endemic now. It takes them a while to get into the game. They can't come from behind like they used to. I don't know, man. They had, I mean, Chicago's a nice defense and all, but they had 20 yards at the end of the first quarter. I mean, the first three drives, Rivers was just killing them. I mean, wobbler here, wobbler there. I don't know. And they have talent. I mean, the offensive line isn't great. I get it. But, like, they've got talent. Something's they're, they're, off there. They're at a crossroads. I mean, everything about that organization screams that they should be a seller now. But they got to be careful with their messaging to that to that market that they're not even really in yet. They got macro level questions to answer there. I, I, whew, I don't know, man. That's going to be a really interesting off season. Zero net points. So that's exciting. Yeah, they, they, that's the most disappointing team in football to me, but, but you, you factor in, the quarterback's age and his contract status and moving to this new stadium and not having any jam in that town whatsoever. Yeah. And you can't sell a T-shirt, a hot dog, a jersey. You know, <laughs> the, the, I mean, you can't do it in a 20,000-seater. You're about to go to a 60,000-seater. Well, I mean, no, not to get off on the tent, I mean, like, they've, Rivers is in the last year of his deal. Like, I mean, they're going to tag him? No, that's what I mean. I'm saying, like, they need to – They, I mean, and right now they're going to end up winning too many games. There's going to be – are you suggesting that they There's should so many the bad teams? Well, I would be entertaining that concept. It's, but again, it has to fit the system, and I don't know that there's that need. And you're not—he would probably want to do it. And with all he's done there, it, I, no, you can't have all those discussions in 48 hours. Right. But like, they—they're going to have to figure something else out for next year. Like they, they've got to start. Because honestly, the move. The move should be to what you do is you call the Pittsburgh Steelers. Say, listen, you want some full circle bleep? We're gonna trade you Philip Rivers for a twenty twenty one first round pick because you already traded twenty twenty for Mika Fitzpatrick. You guys make a run this year with Rivers. We get a first round pick in two years. We'll stink it up. I know that the the, the you know because they should be three and four after they play the Dolphins tonight. Um, or you call the Titans and say, hey, listen, Tennessee. You got Tannehill and Mariota. You don't have the answer here. You need Rivers. Yeah, I don't see. I don't. I don't. It's hard to learn learn the whole scheme and everything. I I don't know. It can't be that hard to learn Arthur Smith's scheme. Well, 
touche. But I mean, remember the Garoppolo trade? It's still and, and how horrible San Francisco's quarterbacks were. Were they running <coughs> Blaine Gabbard out there at the time? Yeah. Regardless, it still took a month on yeah. a really bad team that had no other options. Yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah. That's fair. I, I uh, just I, regardless, they've been they've been they've had this dalliance with a bunch of quarterbacks in the last couple of drafts and never pulled the trigger. You know, not even I'm saying first round, but second or third. Like they don't have the next guy there. I mean, I would. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if Philip Rivers was tradable in the off season, that that's a conversation I would want to have with him. You know, Melvin Ingram's a guy. Like, are they going to pay Ingram and Bosa? I don't know. Yeah. I would say not. But Ingram's play and injuries the last few years hurt hurt the trade value. But that's a team that to me would would be a natural to make three or four trades here and try to have some draft capital to maybe get that quarterback, but they're going to end up winning probably at least seven games. Yep. Uh, and, they'll definitely, they will. And there'll be so many teams that win less than five or four that they're not going to be anywhere close to where it's, where it's going to be to get one. And there's going to be teams up top that need them and aren't going to trade out. And, you know, I don't know. They're 100%. Gonna I think they're, they're in a weird awesome spot. Players. Like that team to me is like, like, to me, it's like a team where the transition's already happening and maybe they don't see it yet. And by the time they see it, it might be too late for them to do a whole lot about it. And I mean, they have some good young players for sure, but, you know, they kind of glued that offensive line together with, you know, Okun and Pouncey. Well, they're falling apart, you know? So you probably need a left tackle and a center. Your, your quarterback is aging and can't will you out of stuff the way he used to. Um, you know, you got you got the bookend pass rushers. Are you going to pay them both top ten salaries? The, the Chargers' history would say no. Are you going to have two top twenty paid receivers? You know, on the outside, I don't. I don't know. Like that's not usually how they've done it in the past. Now maybe with this new stadium, that'll all change. But mm. I don't know, man. All right. Uh, scale of one to ten, how exciting is the trade deadline? We we'll get you out of here on this. I'm, I think, look, it, not all the trade deadline trades happen at the deadline. I mean, Jalen Ramsey was a trade deadline trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying like. You know what I mean? We're like, recording this on Monday morning at 10 a.m. We know Keenan Drake's going to Arizona. Eh, but like, not not the all-encompassing deal. Like, it's, there's been a ton of crazy stuff that's happened. I'm saying the next uh, 24, well, It's certainly hours. changed. And I was getting the sense back in September that this was going to be robust and big and a lot of blockbusters and that's happened. And I think there'll be a few more. I mean, I, I think, um, like I had this discussion with Pat Kerwin on set yesterday and we had both talked to a bunch of GMs this week and he's like, what do you think? He's like, I'm talking to GMs over under trades on five. And he's like, I've had more say under than over. And I'm like, see the guy, I'm like, guys, I'm talking to think over. So if Drake is one, cause that's happened since that conversation, I think there'll be at least four or five more substantial trades. All right. Well, I like it. You know so, what I mean? Yeah. Trades for guys who legitimately go to their new team and, like, are expected to help them. You know what I mean? Not right. trades for a project. You know, not Bill Belichick trading for Barkevius Mingo. You know what I mean? So we could use them on special teams or whatever a couple of years ago. Like, like Belichick I mean, guys who come in and immediately are at the top of the depth chart on the new team, you know, the good team that they joined at their, at their position group. Right. I All think right. we're, we're looking at four or five more of those. I'm pumped to see it. Hopefully, we get some uh, some good action, and uh, if we do. I'm sure somebody will buzz you, and you'll have to talk to me again. But um, yes, sir. 
In the meantime, follow Jason Lockenfora on Twitter at Jason Lockenfora. Watch him on the NFL Today on CBS every week at noon. And, uh, of course, CBS Sports HQ. Thanks, buddy. My pleasure, dude. Have a good one. New CBS Monday. NCIS. Here's where we can see them. NCIS and NCIS Hawaii return with all new cases. Double tap to the chest, one to the head. These guys are professionals. All new criminals. Finally, not like they got here. Walk to paradise. And all new crimes to be solved. If you're watching, these have been arrested. What are the charges? Just one. Murder. New NCIS and NCIS Hawaii. Monday, starting at 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.